Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're actually here in Taipei, Taiwan, after spending uh, about a couple of months in the Philippines. Now we're exploring Taiwan. And uh, if you're just listening to us, make sure you watch the video because you'll get an amazing view of Taipei. Uh, right around sunset, it's uh, around 6.30 p.m. and the sun is setting over the city, so uh, the lights are slowly turning on, the uh, city is picking up, and of course everyone's heading to the famous night markets here to try out the delicious street food. And uh, as we're traveling, we still love interviewing fellow entrepreneurs and uh, fellow world travelers, and uh, right now we're doing a series about Filipino world travel, and we've had about uh, seven or eight guests, and uh, we have a Filipino on the show here today who actually had a chance to see and person. Uh, we were both speaking at something called the Filipino uh, Overseas Filipino Expo, Overseas Filipino Expo in Manila uh, about a month ago, about a month ago. And we interviewed Raymond and his wife, Anne, who are the founders of the expo. And now we actually have one of the speakers uh, who we're going to interview here all about investment and making money and travel. Uh, so his name is Fitz, uh, uh, Fitz for Fitzgerald. And uh, his website's called Ready to be rich. What an amazing URL. Uh, one of the best uh, blog names I've ever heard. Ready to be rich. Who isn't ready to be rich? And uh, his website's fitzvillaforte.com. Fitzvillaforte.com. Uh, so Fitz um, is joining us from Manila, Philippines. How are you doing over there today? Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Ricky. And... Uh, I hope uh, everyone's doing okay while listening to and watching this podcast. So uh, thank you for inviting me and I'm very excited to share uh, some of the things that I've learned uh, as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and we're excited to have you on the show. So I love to start our show by getting to know the person uh, before we get into their business and uh, you know, income and travel. Let's hear a little bit about you and your background. Uh, Fitz, if you want to share a little bit more about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm a civil engineer graduate. Well, I'm actually also still a licensed civil engineer. But along the way, uh, I decided that I cannot really just stay as an engineer and uh, earn from my job. So I decided maybe I can try some things on the side and see if uh, there's a career that I can also explore. And during that time, I was really into computers. So I studied computer programming, systems development, until I was able to learn web development and all that computer stuff, which I eventually uh, used to get some freelance projects. So there was a time when I was working as an engineer by day and at night I was coding inside my room trying to earn some extra cash. <laughs> and the reason why I was uh, doing that really is because I realized that maybe I'm not cut out for the corporate job. Because I, I was often uh, late at work because I, I like sleeping in at night and reading and doing some other stuff. And working on my, my freelance projects allowed me to eventually quit my, my, my day job and focus on, on my systems development, on my uh, coding and my web programming. 
However, I also realized that just relying on a freelance income is not really something that you'd like because uh, once you have uh, a project that ends once and you have no more clients, then the income also stops. So that's when I realized that it's important to build multiple sources of income. And that's when I also started exploring the world of entrepreneurship. So with the, the cash that I was able to save from my freelance projects and the money from my day job before that I was also able to save, I was uh, able to put up a small business. It was also a computer shop. During the time in our city, there was really a need for computer shops, uh, internet cafes. So that's what I, I put up. And eventually, that's where, where I learned that I like being an entrepreneur. I like putting up businesses. And from the computer shop, other businesses came. I was able to put up a photocopying center, an office supply store, etc. And all these, uh, all these things that I experienced uh, from being an, uh, a corporate uh, worker, an employee, towards becoming an entrepreneur, that's what, that was the inspiration that I used to put up my website. And uh, also because a lot of my friends were asking me, how did I do it uh, from an engineer and you're now an entrepreneur? So instead of me always telling the same story over and over again, I decided, well, I can just write a blog and uh, tell my story there so that not just my friends but also other people can get, can get inspiration. And uh, through the years, I've evolved my blog from being a business or entrepreneurship uh, blog to also include the things about personal finance and investments because uh, ultimately, I believe that uh, we should be able to make our money work for us. So that is only possible if you also know how to invest. Yeah. So that's basically my uh, life story in com when it comes to my career and how I eventually uh, got to where I am now. Awesome. Thank you for summarizing it so well. So in terms of uh, actually focusing on investments and personal finance, tell us about that in terms of your career and then in terms of your blog, because now you can obviously advise people in terms of insurance and investments and income diversification. Uh, but tell us about how you got into that as a career, because you mentioned a few different entrepreneurial pursuits before you landed on this personal passion of yours. Yeah. Well, uh I am still an entrepreneur by heart. I still love uh, starting businesses. I actually have a few tech startups that I'm uh, trying to build and grow right now. However, because of my blog, at first it was really not my intention to go into the financial advising and planning industry. It was just me sharing the lessons that I've learned. And of course, people started asking me, uh, so how do I save? How do I invest? How do I create a budget? And uh, these people are really coming in. So on one hand, I felt a little bit guilty because I'm giving people financial advice, but I don't really have the credentials for it. It's just me and my experience. And I wanted to, to help people. Uh, so that's when I 
learned that there's a certification program available locally. And that's when I got myself, uh, I enrolled myself and became a registered financial planner. So uh, I, I took that certification several years ago. And once I was able to pass it and uh, complete all the requirements, uh, now that gave me some authority on what I'm doing. And it actually opened uh, speaking engagements uh, on so get invitations to speak about personal financing investments. And uh, that has opened up a new career for me. And actually right now, I, I am more busy as a financial planner than as an entrepreneur. But I guess that's a good thing because uh, one of the things that I really believe in is if you put up a business, you have to design it in such a way that it can run on its own. So when it comes to personal finance, it has become a, an advocacy for me. It's something that uh, has helped me pay it forward and uh, give back to my uh, Filipino countrymen. Awesome. Definitely very inspiring. At the end of the day, I think we all need better personal financial management, no matter how successful we are. If you look at the most successful people in the world, they have all of these different uh, coaches. Coaches about uh, money management, coaches about investments, coaches about insurance, coaches about health, coaches about relationships. Yeah. So the more successful you are, the more advisors you have. And you look at like, like presidents, they have like dozens and dozens of advisors on each specific area. Uh, but most of the people who are listening and watching probably aren't at that level yet. So uh, in terms of uh, what would you say are your top tips, your blog, of course it's called ready to be rich so we'd love to hear maybe kind of the overview what would you say are some tips for people who want to be more wealthy more, more rich and uh, diversify the income what would you suggest uh, usually wealth it's uh, you can really build it by just actually following one simple principle you just have to spend less than what you earn and <laughs> invest the difference uh, regularly for many years so a lot of people they are just focused on spending less what they earn but the really key if you want to grow your wealth is that difference the savings that you are able to make you have to invest it and you have to do it regularly for many years and just by following that i've seen a lot of people who are able to really grow their wealth and of course spending less than what you earn is the really challenging part it's the hardest part but once you are able to have the habit of saving you are able to find source different sources of income so that you have money saved each month then the investing part it's the easiest part it's actually the more passive uh part when it comes to building your wealth so you just have to uh be inspired and motivated by your dreams and goals because if you have a lot of things that you want to accomplish a lot of things that you want to uh, eventually achieve in your life that's actually a strong motivation for you to handle your finances well 
Awesome. And you know, that advice is so simple, but so difficult. A lot of people, they uh, don't have enough money to pay the mortgage, to pay for the car, to pay for the bills, to pay for the kids' schooling, and uh, pay for, you know, like uh, saving up for the vacation. And uh, uh, so they, they, they struggle. Uh, you know, no matter where I go in the world, I see the struggle to be so common. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, I think people just aren't good at balancing money, at managing their money, because we've never been taught, uh, you know, in school, in elementary school, high school, university, unless you had a specialization in like economics, uh, uh, finances, you're not going to be taught. Of course, uh, teaching has to come from the home, from mom and dad, and even our moms and dads, they weren't good at managing finances. So it goes, the, the cycle keeps continuing. Yes. So, so definitely, uh, you know, what you're doing is very important. Education, 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 you know, financial literacy. It is so needed in this day and age. Uh, so uh, in terms of, uh, you know, people who want to be educated, obviously they can look at your blog. What else can they do? What else can we do as individuals to equip ourselves and uh, learn as much as we can? Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to share that... Uh, Defining your financial goals will really help you save money. I've seen people who do impulse buying, who, who buys things on a whim, especially uh, uh, things that they don't really need. But if you are able to define a financial goal, for example, I want to buy my dream house or I want to travel to Paris, for example, then... Every time that you're in the mall and you see a sale and you're tempted to buy something that you don't really need, you ask yourself, do I want these new shoes or do I want to go to Paris? And that's really a, a strong motivation for people to start saving. Uh, you don't just save for the sake of saving. You have to save because there's a financial goal, a concrete financial goal that you are working for. And uh, when it comes to when it comes to really learning or how do you learn, my, my advice is to um, take advantage of all the free stuff online. There's always a YouTube channel or a blog like myself who can really help you, who can give you the basic tips uh, to start building your wealth. Of course, you can also buy books and attend seminars, but I believe that that will come much later on when you want to you know, learn the intermediate skills and the advanced skills on how to invest and grow your wealth. So you don't have to pressure yourself to learn everything immediately. Uh, just a simple search on YouTube on how to create a budget. You'll have hundreds of videos that can help you. And as I've said, learning to spend less than what you earn is really the first step. And... With that, I don't think there's a short uh, of uh, videos uh, that you can uh, watch online or articles online that you can read that will help you achieve that. And of course, one thing that I've noticed, people love learning, but only a few really apply what they've learned. So it's also important to remember that whatever you learn, you have to make the, en the effort to apply it so it's not enough to just know, but you have to do. Yeah. So that's my advice. And that is such good advice. Uh, you know, even on this podcast, you can listen to Fitz and you can say, oh, you know, Fitz was amazing. Some great advice. And then not do anything. And that will be useless. Don't waste your time listening to this podcast. Go do something. Even if you take one principle that Fitz is talking about, 
and apply that, it will be worth it. So definitely application and uh, implementation and practice is the key to success at the end of the day with anything and anything. So Fitz, I'd like to talk about investments because this is one of your specialties and a lot of people, they might have some money set aside and they don't know what to do. Should they invest in a home? Should they invest in the stock market, in real estate, in an investment property, in um, uh, maybe cryptocurrency or one of these businesses? You know, like where do you start when it comes to investment? Because there are so many options, people get overwhelmed. Well, again, that's the importance of having a financial goal because money is just money. You can grow it, but it's actually useless if you don't use it to spend or buy something that will uh, make your life better or will make you happy. So depending on your financial goal, that's actually what will dictate where you should invest. So for example, if your goal, is, your financial goal is to provide for your for the education of your child, uh, which is, uh, let's say that your child is entering college 10 years from now, then you can probably find an investment that will give you good returns uh, in a span of 10 years, which is probably the stock market or a mutual fund. But of course, if your financial goal is to travel by within the next two years to to Maldives or wherever, then you can uh, invest your money in something that needs a lot of years to grow, like, for example, the stock market. Then if your your goal is uh, a short-term goal, then you have no choice but to invest in a lower-risk type of investment. So basically, uh, you should start with your goal. And depending on your goal, your goal can be short-term, medium-term, or long-term. When I say short-term, it's within three years or less. When I say long-term, it could be seven years or more. So for moderate, uh, medium-term invest uh, goals, that's within three to seven years. And then all these investments out there, you will notice that they can either be for a short-term investment, a medium-term investment, or a long-term investment. So if your financial goal is a long-term goal, then you put your money in a long-term type of investment. A long-term type of investments can be real estate, can be uh, the stock market. Some of the short-term investments out there are certificates of deposits and low-risk mutual funds. And of course, for medium-term uh, investments, there's all, there are corporate bonds, government bonds, and uh, some mutual funds as well. So. You don't have to find the investment with the highest return. That you, you will uh, die of analysis paralysis from that. The important thing is to focus on your goal. Know when you plan to uh, use the money and then find the appropriate investment that will help you achieve that goal. So all goals are low risk, moderate risk, or high risk. So it's for short term medium-term and uh, long-term goals. So you just have to match it. And uh, a lot of investments, for example, mutual funds, there are hundreds of mutual funds out there. Don't stress yourself in choosing the best one. Uh, I always advise you should invest where it is most convenient for you. Why? For example, mutual funds, there are hundreds of mutual funds out there, but 
where do these mutual funds invest? They all invest in the same economy. Um, they all invest in the local market. They all invest in the Europe and American market. So at the end of the day, the performance won't be that much different, right? It will be a few percent here and there. But uh, if a mutual fund investment is something that uh, is hard for you to invest in because the office is so far from your home, then you will not have the motivation to invest regularly. Again, the second part of my advice, uh, spend less than what you earn and then invest the difference regularly for many years. So if you want to be able to invest regularly for many years, then you should invest where it is convenient for you. Don't stress yourself too much on finding the investment with the highest returns uh, because, again, that's impossible to find. So just find where it is easy and accessible to you. Find an investment that is uh, convenient for you to put money regularly, and that's where you go. And you mentioned kind of like this risk tolerance area, like me and my wife were the opposite. My wife, like safety, security, <laughs> low risk. For me, I'm adventurous. I'm like high risk. Let's maximize the return. So somehow we find a balance. And sometimes we actually, uh, most of the time we listen to my wife, you know, that's the best advice that any husband will tell you. Listen to my wife, happy wife, happy life, right? But uh, sometimes actually she's like, okay, we'll put this aside and just do high risk. And if we lose it, there's no, there's, we, We'll just pretend it's not there. So it's definitely that balance, right? Especially with couples. <laughs> what, what advice would you give to couples? Because, uh, you know, obviously a lot of my listeners are husbands and wives, their parents, they have kids. Uh, so any specific advice you would give to us moms, us dads, us parents? Well, for couples, uh, it's really important that you work through your family's financial goals together. And you have to have the mindset that the two of you are working as a team. So it's not, it's, you're not investing uh, for the sake of your own good, but it's really for the family. So if there are things that you disagree on, then you have to step back and ask yourself, what's the best for the family? And uh, more often than that, that's a better way to to help you guide on how to plan your finances. I've met couples where, yeah, the, the, the husband is really aggressive, but sometimes it's just the ego of the man <laughs> talking. He wants to brag to his uh, friends that, hey, I'm into cryptocurrency, so it's the latest thing. So if, if you just... Get, go away with your ego and just really focus on what's really good for the family, then uh, you and your spouse will really be able to come up with a good uh, financial plan that can really help the family. And of course, that's why there are registered financial planners out there. Uh, if you really want uh, detailed guidance on how to invest, where to put your money, how best to achieve your financial goals, then you can uh, consult and talk to a financial planner or financial advisor. Yeah, definitely, definitely highly recommend. Uh, even comparing a few and then seeing uh, about the personality, if you guys uh, uh, click in terms of personality and also the wisdom of the person, if they have your best interest at heart, and then uh, uh, definitely the experience and expertise, you know, speaks volumes. And obviously you are a shining example of that with your blog and speaking around the world about this topic and definitely, um, you know, helping hundreds of families uh, 
uh, with this specific area. Fitz, um, whenever I meet someone successful in finances, I always like to pick their brain you know, to, in terms of what did they do specifically. Because the, there's a saying, uh, success leaves clues. So uh, with you, obviously, you've uh, become successful. Uh, I'd love to hear, uh, you talked about goals and you talked about investment. So what are your goals in terms of what did you, like, in the past, what were your goals to reach now? And what are your goals from now to the future that really drove you and are continuing to drive you uh, into 2018 and beyond. Tell us about how your thought process works, Fitz. Uh, well, one of the uh, goals that I really worked for before was to travel around the Philippines. I really love traveling. And, and I said to myself, if I wanted to travel, well, specifically in the and also, even if I'm an entrepreneur and uh, managing several businesses, if my business cannot run without me, then uh, I cannot uh, achieve my goal. So that's why I have a lot of uh, small and medium uh, scale businesses because they're easier to run, they're, they are easier to automate, which gives me the time and the mobility to really go around and travel the country. So uh, I've also started traveling to other countries because of this. And for the next few years, one of the things that I, I want to achieve is that, of course, I am already traveling uh, most of the time with my friends, but I realized that, hey, why don't I take my parents and my other uh, really close friends? So that's something I, I'm also trying to do now, uh, save money, invest so that uh, I can also take my parents uh, with my travels. So uh, as, as in terms of career, I'm also trying to see what else is out there as a financial planner. Um, there's uh, the financial planning industry is uh, really in its infancy stage in, uh, uh, in the Philippines. And I know that there's a lateral year, so I'm trying to position myself in, a, in an, an advantageous position, which is why I, last year, I put up my own financial planning firm. And right now, that's one of the things that I'm really focused on. And I'm hoping to uh, have the company as the premier financial planning and consultancy uh, business in the country, you know, to be a pioneer in the financial planning industry where we are consultancy-based, and we are not commission-based. So when you ask us for financial advice, we will not sell you any product. We will not gonna sell you any insurance product or investment product. So that's uh, my vision for now for my, for my career. And of course, you mentioned travels, and you know, on our show, we love covering travel in terms of inspiring people to travel more. And you, a fellow travel lover, as am I, as are all of our listeners. So, tell us about some of your travels you've done outside of the Philippines, but also what are your, some of your travel goals? Is it a place in Europe, South America, Africa, Australia? Tell us about some of your bucket list items still. Uh, well, one of the uh, travel goals that I want is to drive cross country the in the United States. I think that's a really nice wow. adventure to go to. When I when I travel, I really like immer immersing myself in the local culture. I 
I do love visiting museums, but more than the usual tourist attractions, I usually like going into the um, less crowded places, and I like going into a, a restaurant and just observing people, how the local... Uh, how the locals go about their daily life. That's something that I, I find really interesting. And as such, one of my hobbies is really taking uh, street photography. That's uh, what I'm also into on uh, my... Uh, usually on weekends, I, I do um, photo walks. I, I like taking photos of pictures doing about their daily lives. And I guess that's what, that's what I also like doing when I travel out of the country. Uh, for example, one of my recent trips, uh, I was in Singapore. And, you know, Singapore is a really nice city to walk around in. And because of the diversity of culture, there's really different types of architecture, different uh, uh, places you can go to. So I really walked around the city and took lots of photos. So that's what I did. I, I have friends who likes... Uh, uh, going on food adventure. So if I'm with them, then we also do that. But if whenever I do solo travel, that's where I usually, uh, what I usually do. I just walk, I, I find a city where it's uh, safe and fun to walk around in, and that's where I spend most of my time. Yeah, yeah definitely agree with you there. We're here in Taipei, Taiwan, and uh, a lot of the times we have no plans. We'll just uh, go to an MRT station and then build a night market or there's some attraction there, and we'll just walk around. And, uh, you know, we have the trusted Google Maps on our phones, so we can rely on the Google Maps. And you really discover some hidden gems when you just uh, go without the plan. You might have a, a certain one or two attractions, but uh, I would definitely recommend, uh, you know, walking and exploring the city that way. And of course, taking the public transport, and as you mentioned, of course,